before we get into this episode of KitChat, I want to remind all of our KitChat listeners to follow The Evanstonian on all of your social media platforms. On Twitter, we are at the underscore Evanstonian. And on Instagram, we are at the Evanstonian. Also, please, please, please check out evanstonian.net. If you like KitChat and want to help us reach more listeners, please subscribe to KitChat on the podcast app of your choice. If you really love the work we do, please give us a five-star ratings on iTunes. Now, let's get on with the show. Up and at him, E-Town. Don't forget, because it is so true. Anything is possible, and make sure to put your best foot forward. We, we're, we're certainly all in this together. It's a great day to be a wild Hi, I'm Nora, and I use she/they pronouns. I'm Zachary Bahar, and I use he/him pronouns. Welcome to Kit Chat, Zachary. What's going on? 2021. Are you yeah. living your best life? You know. Yesterday was Biden's inauguration. Uh, that they were recording this, at least. And yeah, you know, feeling the aster. Okay. Um, yeah, I I was watching it and like the the special that they had like at night. I was cool, um, you know. Yeah, I mean they had like a, a lot of great artists on, and then like also just like the fireworks stuff at the end was crazy. I know I was kind of scared. I would not want to live in DC at that time at that moment. <laughs> See, I would have wanted to live in DC in that moment. That was scary. I feel like my dog probably would have like freaked out a little bit. Yeah, you know, but good day. Seventeen executive orders in a day. Maybe more by noon the day after. I don't know. And we have a new issue out today, um, that we are so excited to share with all of you. Yeah, this is a special issue, and it is composed of pieces written by members of the advanced journalism class. There's two of those classes, and they meet during school, and these are all feature pieces that those students and writers have been working on throughout the first semester. Yeah, and um, like Zach said, they are really thoughtful pieces because... Um, as a class and like individually in our in our class basically we um, were able to kind of pick a topic um, like a subject and really closely investigate that for the entire first semester so um, yeah this is just honestly probably a very small these pieces are probably a very small piece of like that entire investigation for folks but they're great pieces and um, we're really excited to share them. Yeah, so go to theevanstonian.net to check out the entire January issue. And we're now going to bring on two of the writers of, well, two writers of those pieces to share a bit about their own thought process and what went into their piece. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So first we have Jojo Wertheimer um, to talk a little bit about her story, which is about the confidence gap. Then we're going to bring on Foster Ellen to talk about her piece, which is a feature of, of Sylvia Hernandez de Stasi, 
a gymnast who grew up in the circus and then founded Actors Gymnasium, which I think a lot of people in Evanston go to. Yeah, I go to all of the shows, or I used to, um, and those are always so fun. Yeah, they're both really good stories, so let's go and talk to them. Okay, welcome on, um, JoJo. Do you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give a little bit um, of background on your involvement in the Evanstonian? Sure. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, I'm Jojo Wertheimer. I'm a co-editor um, for Arts and Entertainment, and I'm a junior, and this is my third year on the Evanstonian. Um, yeah. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah, so exciting. Um, and we um, wanted to talk a little bit about your piece um, that has come out for January. So do you want to just give maybe a little bit of like a uh, like summary of it, maybe um, just like what it's about a little bit? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so um, the piece that I decided to write for the feature is um, sort of about um, like the confidence gap and just issues facing issues that are particular to um, like the female education experience and not necessarily um, like external stuff like having to do with um, like for example the I would say like external having to do with um, what's it, the dress code but more like instead like the confidence gap and like being talked over in classes or um, just kind of um, like feeling invalidated and that translates um to like a lot of different things like that translates later in life to um, it can affect like the workforce. And then um, also a little bit in athletics and like how that looks in sports with like male athletes looking down on like their counter female counterparts. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask like what got you interested in writing about this topic? Um, and then also like, and feel free to share as much or as little as you want. Like, how have you seen this in your own life and your own education? Um, well, yeah, so I'm just interested in it because, well, actually, this kind of, like, came at, like, a time for me, I guess, because in the summer, so this year I'm taking um, AP Block with Mr. Jantis, and so in the summer I read Girls and Sex by Peggy Ornstein, which, like, kind of got my mind, like, on that track, um, with like looking at sex and like growing up and then then um in class um we were doing another kind of like book group thing and one of the groups read Schoolgirls, also by Peggy Ornstein and so then that was like kind of in my and originally for um like this project throughout the semester I was focusing on like gender issues so then the the Schoolgirls presentation kind of like kick-started this for me because kind of, it was kind of like a reflection of like what I've seen and what I've experienced like um, kind of like over apologizing and also like looking for like validation in school which also like I've noticed a lot with like my friends who will like really beat themselves up over a B which is like not a bad grade at all but it's like they kind of look at it as like a reflection of themselves so like their worth being based off of a grade which I've noticed obviously like this doesn't go for everyone and this is not a fact but I've noticed that that happens a lot more in girls, I think, and in myself from my experience. Um, 
especially like during these like more investigative pieces those personal like experiences can really um just influence like the level of attention you're taking to the story and that's really clear um after reading it um so maybe do you want to explain a little bit of why you know you think other folks especially maybe students should care about this piece and like um maybe what effect you want it to have on students or even like the broader Evanston community? I think that like this is just an important piece because I think that and like in my interviews like I found this I think that it's hard for it's hard in any with any type of privilege like for people to see outside of their shoes so like it's hard but the thing is that like issues can't be solved unless there's like unless people do that and so like it's it's first of all for me like it's nice to be able to recognize like some of the experiences that I've had and like that there's a name for it and also that like this is something that other people are looking at and also that like I think that it's nice for like other people so like for male students for example to like be able to see somebody talk somebody personally talking about this just as like a way for them to like as like a vehicle for them to like get in someone else's shoes yeah and I think as I was reading it I think what you're saying is very true um like I was definitely like saying like I can think of times this has happened but it's never been something I've actively thought about Mm -hmm. Um, which is good that that's you're calling that up and bringing it to mind can I ask like what was the most enjoyable part of this writing process or just like what did the writing process look like for you so this one was like kind of fun to write because I've been focusing or like in A&E like it's a little more light like than this this was like a little more in depth and also things are very um for A&E like when you do research I feel like there's a lot more like clear-cut type of things because maybe you're looking at like an album or like a movie or something like that but this was really like complex and like kind of like made my head hurt like sometimes so like (laughs) it was just like it was nice to go really like in depth on something and I think interviewing was fun because there's times like when like someone says something that like I hadn't thought of in that way before and it's like oh something clicks it's like a light bulb um and so I had that a lot like when I was talking to Ms. Jorgantis and like when I was talking to Sarah and like the other people that I interviewed um and so I think that's fun and the most enjoyable part was those things and just like getting to talk to people again like the interview process is fun um so yeah yeah I I think that's always fun to like explore especially like I also wrote a lot for Annie and like um you're right it can be really fun to like kind of branch outside of that a little bit um after writing this and especially after investigating this for a while you talked about like reading um girls and sex over the summer and like thinking a lot about this this whole semester what do you think that um, this piece, like the the interviews, um, just learning about like this confidence gap has taught you? I think that it's like, I think that it's kind of like a reminder. I think it has a, like everything, everything that like Peggy Ornstein has written about and like this kind of stuff focuses on has a lot to do with like self-confidence. And so I think like in like the daily life, which this has to do with like everything like this has to do with marketing and media but you can kind of like lose track and like forget that like 
not necessarily that you're being like manipulated but like these like the standards of like beauty on that side and then in education like the the way that like you look at yourself has a lot to do with um like people in powerful positions so like this this like relates to education but for example like in the beauty industry like um a lot a lot of this it's all like a lot of that is focused on like male validation and like the people who are controlling things are like executives and stuff which also is like very much male dominated and so then it like trickles down and you can kind of like lose sight of like how that you're getting caught up in trends or like you're getting caught up in like trying to do things for other people rather than yourself and so like looking at it with grades it's like oh the reason that I'm like the reason that I'm like keep apologizing is like I need to like like I need to trust like my skills and like trust like my the education that I've gotten and like my own smarts rather than like trying to fall into like that trap and so I think like what this has kind of reminded me of is that like this like everything in life is personal and so there's no reason to like be doing it to like get caught up in like doing it for other people or other things rather than yourself that's an important message um to send to eths students yeah and again like I, I said this when we we're talking to to foster i was like I think it's also just like again this is just another part of being human and saying like this is something you're doing for yourself so thank you for coming on Jojo um this was nice and people should read your piece the link is in the description thanks for having me <laughs> bye welcome Foster on to KitChat thank you um do you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners and then give a little bit of background about your involvement in the Evanstonian? Yeah, so my name is Foster Ellen and I just transferred this year to ETHS. I'm a junior and this is my, I guess, first official month being part of it and I'm very excited. I've always loved writing and have been writing my whole life pretty much, so it feels like a really good fit and a good place to be. Tell us a bit about just a broad overview of the feature story that you wrote for this issue. Yeah, so I wrote about um, a woman named Sylvia Hernandez de Stasi, who grew up in the circus with her family, the Hernandez Troupe, and they went on tours across the country with Barnum and Bailey and the Ringling Brothers, and she had a phenomenal career there, and then surprisingly ran away from the circus, which you don't hear very often, and has since started the Actors Gymnasium right here in Evanston. Yeah, it was a really interesting piece um, that kind of took us through this history behind um, at least something I think a lot of Evanston students know, which is Actors Gymnasium. For you, how you know, did you get interested in, you know, wanting to investigate um, Actors Gymnasium, the circus, um, all of that? So I, the school I went to previously was the Chicago High School for the Arts, and there was a lot of involvement, art involvement there with different theater companies and um, all across Chicago and the Chicago area, Actors Gymnasium being one of them. 
And so I've always kind of known of it. And then recently, my a couple years ago, my dad started working for the Actors Gymnasium as the executive director. And I've always grown up like super involved in the theater world because of him and going to different shows everywhere. And so when he started tell, telling me about Sylvia's story and her life, I found it so interesting. And I want to be the type of writer that finds people's stories that haven't been told that are very interesting and should be told and be the one to write those stories and share them. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like as Nora was saying, like as I was reading, I'm like, I know people who go to actors in gymnasium. I know Sadie, who you quote, and certainly other people too. Can I ask like, what, if any similarities, like do you see between like your involvement in the arts and like, could you explain what those are and Sylvia's? Um, well, I have been, I'm an Irish dancer and I've been dancing since I was four or five. And so that's been a huge art form part of my life. And then I, going to an arts high school previously, I was constantly involved in things surrounding the art and my half of my high school education has been arts-based. And my dad, like I said, has been very involved in the arts. So I definitely like grew up within that world. Not to the extent that she was obviously, but um, it definitely draws me towards her story. Kind of curious, like how you maybe got in touch with Sylvia and um, what it was like to talk to her and maybe some of the other students you got a chance to interview um, to learn, especially about like Sylvia's story. I've known Sylvia for a little bit since my dad works with her, but I had never had a full conversation, so that was really interesting, and I enjoyed it a lot, and I loved listening to her. And when I talked to Sadie, I have known her for a long time, but we've never had really sat down and talked before. Uh, my mom was her fourth grade teacher, actually. And so I've known her since we were really little and our lives have like crossed in many different ways. But again, we had never fully sat down and talked. So that was also really nice to do. Yeah. And like maybe you could share a bit about how the writing process for this being your first quote unquote Evanstonian piece might have differed from like other writing you've done for yourself or for school and what that looked like. Yeah, um, I have written a lot at Shy Arts. I was in the creative writing conservatory. So I was one of about 15 students and we had three hours of writing classes every day. And so we were constantly writing and, but mainly it was a lot of poetry and a lot of like fictional prose pieces. And I had taken one class in journalism and creative nonfiction writing, but nothing to like this extent. And so it was super exciting to me to be able to write in a new form and be super engaged in it especially because it is something that I want to continue and possibly make a career out of. Um, I guess like, especially after investigating this for a while, I mean, you talked a little bit about like your relation, your personal relationship, like um, with this topic, what would you say maybe from like a journalistic standpoint that you're taking away from, um, you know, this piece, this like, and in, like investigation of, um, like the story and maybe what has it taught you? So many stories that exist that aren't told and should be told or at least aren't told to the, the extent they should be. And you look at the Actors Gymnasium, which is, as you guys have said, like 
known around Evanston. Everyone knows about it. And then inside of it, you have this story that's so interesting and so crazy. And you, I don't know, you can find that in so many other places. And it's exciting to me to be able to think about talking to people and learning all these stories. And then as a journalist, getting to share them. Yeah. Well, I think what, what I find interesting, this is in part because or like what I was thinking of as I was reading your story is, hey, yes, this is a you know really interesting story that I, I never would have like questioned. Um, but then I was like, I think you, it's not wrong. It's like, that's not the kind of story that like you'd expect to hear. Like that, like as I was reading, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Robin from Batman comics, which like, I don't think that's a good thing, but I'm like, that's what I, that's what my mind went to. And like, it just, it's very interesting to like see this like, no, this actually happens and it happens here in Evanston. And yeah, I like that. Can I ask like, why do you think this should be? And I don't know like exactly what, I don't know exactly like what I mean by this. Like why should people care about this? Um, either about Sylvie and Actors Gymnasium in particular, or just about like stories of people in the arts, maybe more broadly. I think that, I mean, her story is very inspiring. She came from a family that, was struggling and she had to be part of the circus in order to just help her family and be able to provide for them. And she didn't choose that life. Like that was the life she had to have. And she did the brave thing and left it and was able to create a very successful career for herself here as a woman like alone in the city from a young age. And that alone I think is very impressive. And then in terms of stories of the art, like there's so much struggle behind every artist and no artist has like a perfectly easy career in whatever they're doing. And so I think maybe just being able to shine some light on that and help just show like everything that can come and create such beautiful things through the world of art. And I think that like, um, especially being like an artist myself, I think that's um, a great approach to um, like storytelling. And I think if I'm maybe I'm right, like I feel like the theme of this issue is that people are human, and this is another human story. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for coming on, Foster. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Kit Chat Podcast. Thank you to our producer John Phillips. In addition, we want to thank Oliver Leopold and the ETHS Marching Band for recording our introduction and Dr. Kamasi Hill and CJ Singletary for creating our outro music. Yes, thank you all so much. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.